Welcome, dumbheads, to an impromptu Valentine's Day episode of Mega Dumbcast. This episode shouldn't exist. It only exists because a lot of weird things happened, all happened to be on the same day, around the same time. And you know, in keeping with the spirit of the holiday, sometimes it's magic. You just got to go with it. You feel it. Now is the time. I must podcast. So you cancel your appointments, and you close the blinds, and you sweep everything off the desktop with your arm, and you fucking podcast. So number one, today's regular episode of Mega Dumbcast. It's called I'll Be Duke, part of week eight of the Alien Hunger season. It is one of the shortest episodes of Mega Dumbcast that I've released in some time. I think I covered it. Duke's a very simple character, but it was very short. And so when I woke up this morning, I thought, when this episode goes out, is this going to satisfy people? Is this going to be enough? Maybe I should put something else out today. Idle thought. I'm recording on Valentine's Day, by the way, the day this comes out. So that was in the back of my mind. Should I release a thing? Then I opened my, you know, generic internet news page that I never signed up for, but it just appears because that's what the internet is. And I see an article, William Post, famed creator of the Pop-Tart, dead at 96, sadly passed away. The news just came out. His family revealed that he had died on February 10th. And I realized I have something to post today. With permission, I have something to post today because, as you'll know if you follow my work, I show up a lot on the Hard Choices podcast, and there's a side series of Hard Choices called Weird Choices, where it's just Megan Bob and one other person, in this case me, ranking the sexual appeal of five things that you wouldn't normally think about fucking. Like the first one I did was about punctuation marks. A long time ago, I recorded an episode of Weird Choices about Pop-Tarts. It was never released, but I have the audio, and I thought... The universe is trying to tell me something. I needed something to post today. I have something ready to post today. It's a tribute to Pop-Tarts, and today happens to be the day that we learned that the creator of Pop-Tarts has died. Also, it's Valentine's Day, and Pop-Tarts are arguably the most unfuckable thing there has ever been a Weird Choices episode about, so the irony appeals to me. Let me ride the wave of this confluence of events and release something on the feed in the fuckiest format possible about goddamn Pop-Tarts. If not now, then when? So... I got Megan Bob's permission. Normally, this would come out on the Hard Choices feed, but today, special event, one time only, it's coming out here on the Mega Dumbcast feed. If you only listen to Mega Dumbcast and you don't normally listen to me over on Hard Choices, then you're not going to know what the fuck to make of this. And I'll tell you, they're not doing a whole lot better over on the Hard Choices feed. Nobody knows what the fuck to make of Weird Choices, but it's great. I enjoy doing it. Now, I have to warn you. One reason that the release of this episode got pushed back and then ultimately kind of it was forgotten about, lost to history, is because the audio quality. This was recorded in not the most ideal circumstances. Now, I think it is perfectly listenable. I enjoy listening to this episode, and that is not true of everything I've ever recorded. I enjoy this episode. The audio quality is not so bad. It's just, it's not going to be what you're used to. However, I implore you, there's so much good in this episode. You know, get your headphones on. You may need to listen extra hard, but if you're willing to pay attention and make the effort, there's really some treasure here. You have to listen to the end for perhaps the most poetic assessment of our modern age that I have ever heard by a man named Butch in a customer review on the Pop-Tarts website. So that explains what you're about to hear as well as it can be explained. If you're interested in hard choices or weird choices or any of my work over on that feed after listening to this, I've got links in the show notes and also a spoken description of, of where to find hard choices in the credits at the end. Thank you to Megan Bob, who I know maybe not super happy with this episode's sound quality, definitely had their reasons for not putting this out. Thank you. You, you took one for the team on this episode, and you, the listeners, if you appreciate this, if you like the episode, should go over to the Hard Choices Patreon and sign up and listen to a lot of great content and join the Hard Choices Discord where you can tell Megan Bob 
that they were absolutely wrong for never releasing this up to now. All right, that's it. I give you Weird Choices, Pop-Tarts. Welcome to Weird Choices, the show that rifles through your pantry, plate in hand, boner in the other. Sometimes the only thing that will do it for you is a food that's shelf-stable. So (laughs) shelf-stable. Wait, no, not that shelf-stable. Put your pants back on, Twinkies. No. (laughs) This time, we're getting up close and personal with Pop-Tarts flavors. Chris! You can't stay the fuck away from this feed. Welcome. Always lovely to have you. Thank you. It's I'm very happy to be here. I guess I wasn't thinking about the fact that you had to write an intro to this. And I appreciate that this is such a weird, weird choices to do, even for weird choices. And it has required your sexiest voice <laughs> to try to make pop cards <laughs> sound like they belong here. <laughs> And we did. We decided to do Pop-Tarts flavors, and I think that we chose some good ones. Uh, We are going to get into the rankings, but first, please, Chris, you are one of my second round Weird Choices people. Mm -hmm. How did you approach your list making this time? Because the punctuation one was highly conceptual. Like You were (laughs) basically trying to go, what is the function of something in the English language? Whereas this is just something you put in your mouth. So tell me about this. Yeah, I mean, it was difficult because, you know, when you think about fucking a comma, there's no point at which your brain actually goes to your actual dick on an actual comma. Whereas with a (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tart... It's difficult. It's hard. It, you have to get that out of your mind. And um, because, <laughs> you know, one of the things that- Are you admitting that you thought about, like, American pieing this fucking- <laughs> Or, wait, was that what that movie's called? I think so. I think that's right. Okay, yeah. American pieing this fucking Pop-Tart. I mean, okay, well, I, it depends on what you mean by think about it. Did I did I strive not to think about it? Is that what you mean by thinking about it? Yes. Um and you know like you may not be aware that different pop tarts have different um crusts the ingredients are actually different like the chocolate chip ones are like a little bit softer like there's a graham thing that's happening with the s'mores one right so it would make a difference like if you had to have sex with a pop tart it would be meaningfully (laughs) different with different flavors but that's not what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) so I, I love having you on this show, you <laughs> fucking researcher. Go for it. Um, but yeah, so I the way I had to approach it was within the Pop Tarts cosmos. W- what is the what is the role of this Pop Tart in the larger like balance of Pop Tarts, and how does that translate to where do you place yourself in like the continuum of sexual experience? You have to map it over in a much more direct way than with the punctuation. I would say that I thought about what the experience of the, what was promised in the flavor Mm. and what was delivered. And then also what the experience of those flavors is. Yeah. Kind of like what you get out of that, that is distinct perhaps from another pop tart that you might be fucking. Right, right. <laughs> if you if you're ending a relationship with one pop tart, and then you're moving on to a different flavor, like normally you do strawberry, and then you're moving into blueberry, and then yeah. at a certain point, it's like, oh, this doesn't really feel right. But is it is it that, or is it that it feels so right? It's different. <laughs> I have to acclimate. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Let me ask you though, without giving okay. away any of your specific rankings, do you think in general 
a better tasting pop tart is a is a better fucking pop tart. Mm, I'm gonna say not necessarily because sometimes what you want to eat isn't good. Hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know that I necessarily like. I want to eat Taco Bell. I don't want to fuck Taco Bell. I shouldn't even say that. I like a bad thing. <laughs> to it. I'd be like, oh, this trashy dumpster fuck is amazing. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but on the basis of lots and lots of hard choices listening, in my mind, I was like, oh, you absolutely want to fuck Taco Bell. I, I know your thing. <laughs> that is the problem. Having been on every episode now, my bullshit is extremely public. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I found the same thing. I, I think that. My favorite Pop-Tarts did not necessarily score high on the list, you know. I haven't been in the market to fuck a Pop-Tart before. And so that hasn't been our relationship. And then, you know, sometimes that translates and sometimes it doesn't. It's just like in real life, you know. It's like sometimes you you make a connection with somebody and then when it turns sexual, it's just like... And then other times, you know, it's just like a very natural extension. So we'll see. Well, I do want to cover the honorable mentions because... Something happened maybe in the last 10 years. Hard to know when this happened. But the Pop-Tarts people have gone fucking apeshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, look, time has gone weird. Things have happened. It's the fucking Wild West out there in Pop-Tarts land. Chris and I ventured to the Pop-Tarts website, as will become very clear in our, uh, well, maybe not our rankings, uh, but definitely our descriptions. But we saw some Pop-Tarts on that website. They were like... I think some of these are fever dreams. I don't, some of these may be just plucked from a kind of culinary medieval bestiary. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these that were like, no, I don't think that's a fucking real Pop-Tart. I think this is concept art for a Pop-Tart. <laughs> but they're like, this is aspirational. This is a Pop-Tart we dream into the world but does not exist yet. Um, Chris, would you like to talk about any mythical Pop-Tarts that you encountered that you just, you just want to air some thoughts about? Yeah. Actually, there's one that I encountered in my outside um, Pop-Tart research. I didn't stop at the website. You know, I did a more <laughs> more of a survey. But uh, apparently there was a root beer Pop-Tart. Oh. An A&W branded root beer pop which is very mysterious to me because that means that there has to have been a some kind of a, of a meeting where whoever is in charge of A&W thought that we w- want this to represent our brand. So they would have had to – they would have had been convinced that like you can make a Pop-Tart that is, people are going to eat it and think, God damn, I want to have that root beer. Okay, wait. I Just to check. Root beer, not root beer float. I believe it is just root beer. Because root beer float, I could kind of see. I, I would be prepared for that. As a, as a cheat, I think we're going to see a lot of these Pop-Tart flavors. It's, you know, they're, they're, they're cheating a little bit. But I, I think the Pop-Tart, if I'm remembering the box correctly, it is just like a straw in a can of root beer which by the way who the fuck does that yeah no that's a crime let me let me look this up okay so oh they make personalized pop tarts as well it's <gasps> a happy birthday and then the person's name but then they also have a flavor which is not as good <laughs> <laughs> i want them just to be personally like i want my, for my birthday i want chris flavored pop tarts they're just <laughs> what the fuck does that <laughs> like not that they taste like me but like inspired by chris you know what i mean 
Oh my god, it's a, it's a pop tart with some really strong views on <laughs> RPGs. <laughs> this podcast will not shut up on the internet. It's an extremely popular podcasting pop tart. Yeah, yeah, A and W root beer pop tarts. They do exist. There are also orange crush pop tarts, which oh Jesus Christ! Oh no. No, I'm sorry. That is absolutely not unacceptable. So far removed, too, from like, I mean, if you like oranges, you probably won't like Orange Crush. And if you do like Orange Crush, you probably won't like Orange Crush Pop-Tarts. Orange Crush Pop-Tarts, have you given up on life? <laughs> Ugh. It's like, I. you know what, though? Okay, as a person who has gathered my friends together specifically to consume things on purpose... That were bad. Mm-hmm. I think there is a market for the bad idea dare pop tart. Yeah, but in that case, why are we fucking stopping at Orange Crush ranch dressing pop tarts? Yes, I mean, can you like just hot <laughs> ranch dressing straight from the fucking toaster? <laughs> I mean, that is, I think, the the underlying concept of pop tarts is. Can we just make Americans eat anything for breakfast? Like Caesar salad, Pop-Tarts? Fuck it. Caesar salad for breakfast? Per- hot Caesar Look, salad? Yes. We've all eaten pizza for breakfast. All every goddamn human being. Well, pizza is a breakfast in food. This country. It's acceptable. That's fine. Yeah, pizza is a breakfast food. But like sometimes you dip the crust or just all the pizza or just anything in ranch dressing and you ha- it happens to be breakfast. That's fine. <laughs> Don't give me that look, motherfucker. It's my podcast. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I was, I was considering, and you're absolutely right. You're, I would, I would dip a piece of pizza in ranch dressing for breakfast. I would not unbidden admit to that on a podcast. But if you, but if you said it first, then I would be brave enough to say yes. You're right. Of course, I would. Oh, brave enough. Yes, very, extremely brave. Okay. Uh, I actually found one of the mythical Pop-Tarts, so I guess not mythical, but certainly an endangered species, mm-hmm. the Ego Waffles. Mm. Um, so they are doing a lot of cross-promotion. No, it was actually, it it tasted of maple. Uh-huh. I would not say it was especially waffly. It was okay. I did not hate it. Okay. Let me ask you a question. If you okay. wanted the great taste of Ego Waffles for breakfast, <laughs> and all you yes. had was a toaster... Would you say that a that an ego pop tart is the best way to achieve that? I would say that if I had ego waffles, but I did not have butter or syrup, but I also had the ego waffles pop tarts, that I would then opt for the pop tarts. Oh. I mean, if I do not have the you know accessories for this experience, then fine. Okay, but. You you acquired these Ego Pop-Tarts at the store, right? Where you buy your Pop-Tarts? Some You don't buy everything at the same time. Sometimes you discover a nest of Ego Waffles in your fucking <laughs> freezer that you'd forgotten about or that you you thought you had syrup, but you didn't have syrup. Like, you don't... I'm not eating syrup every day. I'm just saying at the point of purchase when you make your decision to buy your Ego Waffles Pop-Tart, you must think... Maybe I should just buy Ego waffles if I love them so fucking much, rather than this, <laughs> <laughs> rather than this, this strange like hybrid experience. Like I, no, no, I want an Ego waffle, but not exactly an Ego waffle. I want 
you know, I want something that evokes it. I want like Is are you saying it's like fucking an Elvis impersonator? I mean <laughs> that seems much more appealing to me, honestly. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but but I wouldn't fuck I wouldn't fuck an Elvis impersonator for the same reason that I would fuck Elvis. I feel like those are two very different experiences. Oh, okay. But so you wouldn't be like going, you know what? I really want to fuck Elvis, but I can't. So I'm gonna fuck this Elvis impersonator. No, no. That's because that's almost like like if I can't get Elvis's attention, then that's fine. But. This only this is only emphasizes to me how little I have Elvis's attention. This is like now the oh, here come these wow. bottom feeders, these these you know greasy haired you know rhinestone wearing bottom feeders. Like hey wow. hey buddy, you're not good enough for Elvis, but you're good enough for me. No, that makes <laughs> me feel worse. I need to have some self respect. <laughs> you'd never get so hard up that you'd fuck like a Liberace impersonator just because you're like, well, there's some rhinestones involved. It's close enough. <laughs> Um, Jesus, a Liberace impersonator. Why aren't there more Liberace impersonators? Anyway, the Pop-Tarts <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, you also had another Pop-Tart that you were passionate, maybe isn't the right word, but uh, curious about, I guess. Chocolatey churro. Okay, I, it's weird to do this for honorable mention because I have no idea what the chocolatey churro Pop-Tart's going to taste like, but... I'm very interested in Pop-Tart's relationship to, like, proper baked goods because there's an apple fritter Pop-Tart, which is different from an apple Pop-Tart because it has – Yes. They advertise, like, a little bit of, like, the taste of fry oil. Mm, mm, which, yes. Which I enjoy from apple fritters, although I will say I worked in a bakery for some time, and once you clean the apple fritter machine, there's no going back to apple fritters from a position of, like, just innocently enjoying them. Oh, no, the dirtier the oil is, the better it tastes. <sighs> yeah, but then you got to scoop that shit out of there, and it's like, ugh. But yes, I can appreciate, like, the fry oil thing. But the churro, like, chocolatey churro is such a, like, it's such a specific pull. I'm I'm interested in it, and I like that it's not branded, because that's what's so perplexing about the root beer one, is, like, this is representing somebody's root beer or somebody's orange soda. This seems like mad science. Can we convey churro in Pop-Tart form? So I... I don't know if they did a good job, but I appreciate the ambition. I'm, see, now, I may cut this, but I want to put to you that maybe what this represents is just creeping colonization. (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tarts discovered a thing and was like, oh, people of color make something delicious? Like, Pandul say Pop-Tarts are next. It's only a matter of time. And so I I don't know. I don't maybe this is maybe this is what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. I mean I I'm sure there's an element of that, but Pop Tarts are so they're so American and they're so trashy. I don't know if that's more threatening because of that or or less. Like I don't think cookie crisp like that's not working the same block as cookies, right? That's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they fuck different people, I think. Yeah. You know, Cookie Crisp is like this is somebody who they're not they're not out there eating a lot of like chocolate chip cookies, but they have like a cookie kink, you know. <laughs> so before they go to the work in the morning, like while they're just huddled over their dining room table, they probably get up at like four thirty in the morning for this before the family is up. <laughs> Let me just eat these fucking tiny cookies. <laughs> <laughs> 
these delicious shame cookies that I have purchased for myself. <laughs> as I cannot allow myself to have like a proper cookie, but I can have these tiny cookies in a bowl covered in milk. The shame is part of it. That's why you're meant to identify with the criminal on the front of those. I don't know if you're aware of that. That's oh, that's like absolutely. your id and your super ego on the front of the cookie crisp box. <laughs> you're on the run. Um, anyway, yes, chocolatey churro pop tarts. Um, I don't know how I feel about them. I have to say that one of the other ones that I looked at that I was just having some feelings about and sort of sad feelings is the salted caramel pretzel pop tarts. Now, I think this is one of their weirdo limited edition ones. I am intrigued. I am drawn to these things. Mm -hmm. However, 3.3 stars. That's so grim. (laughs) That's so fucking grim. And I'm like, oh, even if I found it, can I dare to go there if I'm going to be burned so badly by these fucking Pop-Tarts? That is, I believe, the lowest Pop-Tart ranking that is on the... If you don't know, there are Pop-Tart rankings. Now, it's not a leaderboard. A big missed opportunity, but I can see how the marketing department was like, don't put them on a leaderboard. This is a disaster. So it's just kind of free range. You have to kind of put it together yourself. Um but yeah, they're, oh no, frosted chocolatey fudge Pop-Tart bites have 3.2. So that's the only one that is uh, doing worse mm, in the rankings. Bites should be in a different category. I, you're right. You're totally correct. I stand, you know, I accept this. Okay, so we should talk about the Pop-Tarts that we are going to be ranking. Okay. Blueberry, the offbeat party tart of the four founding flavors. Uh, other flavors have long since surpassed Blueberry as the fun-loving oddball of the Pop-Tarts family. But with so few blue foods to compete, blueberry Pop-Tarts continue to thrive within their niche in the color-coded Pop-Tart ecosystem. Frosted Strawberry, per PopTarts.com, our classic Pop-Tarts flavor. Sweet frosting, decorated with rainbow sprinkles, and filled with strawberry-flavored goodness. No wonder it's so popular! And it's true, it's one of the original founding Pop-Tarts flavors that's still with us today. We are not going to be ranking it, but there is also one that is strawberry and not organic but it's sort of organic i mean so you can get you a frosted strawberry one that doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in it because they recognize market demand but if you don't want the high fructose corn syrup you're fucking coward (laughs) brown sugar the tart that keeps it real ask what a pop tart tastes like and you might get a lot of ballsy answers a pretzel a cupcake a banana cream pie but none ballsier than fucking sugar. It's a Pop-Tart. <laughs> S'mores, described as chocolate and marshmallow filling, camped out inside a chocolate-flavored graham cracker crust. Get it? <laughs> Chris, camped out because you make s'mores when you go camping. These Pop-Tarts debuted back in 1992, and it has been... Peak after peak since then. <laughs> One genius recipe hacker on the internet went so far as to make s'mores with s'mores Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Truly, our decadent empire has gone too far. Cherry, the other red Pop-Tart, locked in eternal struggle with strawberry for the favor of Pop-Tarts consumers. Mmm, tastes like the narcissism of small differences. Boston Creme Donut, yes. This is a Pop-Tart that is flavored to imitate another breakfast pastry. Described as a toaster pastry with flaky crust with hints of fry oil flavor, 
filled with sweet, fluffy, custard-like filling and topped with deep chocolatey icing. While it has garnered reviews such as, one of the worst I have ever had, been eating Pop-Tarts since the 70s, it nonetheless maintains 4.1 stars on PopTarts.com. I have severe doubts about the integrity of the Pop-Tarts ranking system. And finally, lemon creme Pop-Tart, baked with real French vowels. Bob, do you know what lemon creme Pop-Tarts are actually called in France? Uh, you know what? I feel like there's a joke coming. No, Chris, I don't. You're right. It's a trick question. A French person would never talk about Pop-Tarts. Ah! Yep, that sounds about right. Okay, okay. Guys, folks, people, fellow Pop-Tart fuckers, time the fuck out. We need to make it very clear that it is Boston creme creme and lemon creme that what is happening now chris theories red string give it to me uh it has to be something first of all it had because that is not even like i mean you can do like boston creme but it's like that's that shit's no, it's that not if it's a donut, you can't. It's from, I mean, it's from, it, it's a Boston thing. It's not even, uh, yeah, normally you would see Boston cream. I think that is the conventional way to do Boston cream. So the fact that they chose creme is like, there's something happening here. I think it may be perhaps a legal thing about like the dairy content of whatever they're doing. It would be my guess. Ah, uh, yes, I suspect the same. Um, It could be that. It could be that this is some kind of like, market research about how people view Pop-Tarts because mm. Pop-Tarts surely have to be in the running for like the least classy food. I mean, that's that's a feature, not a bug. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I think, you know, you you don't want to be trying to dig your way out of that hole if you're, if you're Pop-Tarts. I think you have your market position and that's what you want. You're not trying to compete. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you wake up and the first thing you want to feel in the morning is trashy. Yeah. Absolutely. But it could be that they had a thought like, let's just like snake one little corporate tendril out here toward respectability and just like, let's see if anybody will buy a classy Pop-Tart. I think that's feasible. That's that would be sort of like an arch deluxe move of just like, we're not going to fully, we're not going to fully push in that direction, but just like, let's just find out like, hey, do you want to come to McDonald's for like a good hamburger? No. Okay. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I also want to make very clear they committed to creme, but they did not put any accents on it. Now, I did not take French. Make that very fucking clear. I don't know if there are accents on that. There may be none. But if you are going to do a faux classy thing, I feel like, you know, tradition would dictate you put a little accent on the first E just so people know that you've committed. You know what? Let me let me look this up because I I seem to remember. Okay. I'm on walmart.com right now. Now, the box of Boston creme donut Pop-Tarts says C-R-E-M-E with no accents. But over on the little box on the side that tells me I can buy an eight-count box of these for $4.14, it calls them Boston creme donut uh, Pop-Tarts. There is an accent on that E. (gasps) I don't think there perhaps is a lot of consistency here. Oh, I'm shocked. But I'm honestly more shocked that Walmart broke out the diacritical marks. (laughs) I wonder if you search for like regular anglicized creme without the accent, if they even turn up. 
Or if it's like... <laughs> Walmart's like, no, this doesn't exist. What the fuck? <laughs> You're looking for these for hours. And then finally, the Walmart website is like, oh, you mean Boston Cram Donut Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Why didn't you fucking say so? <laughs> I don't know, man. The AI's gotten a little too creepy. Good. <laughs> I feel like if you even start to type out something like that, they're like, oh, I know what you fucking want. I know everything about what you want. You're like, you do, and I feel bad about it, but you're not wrong. <laughs> All right, speaking about things we want, let's talk about these fucking Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Chris, we start with number four, the median of this list of Pop-Tarts. Tell me, tell me about number four. My number four is Cherry. Cherry has its own thing. Uh, it is not like a classic Pop-Tart. It's not a novelty Pop-Tart. Uh, it has an identity, but not a gimmick. I think this is, this is a Pop-Tart you want to fall in love with because you're going to get a fun distinctive experience it's different from other pop tarts that's still like viable as an everyday fuck you know i think when you think back on your time dating a cherry pop tart as we all sometimes do have a wistful moment you're gonna be like yeah that was great it's not even that it's gonna be so enthusiastic but you're gonna remember it as a thing cherry pop tart is something so it is on those grounds my median my number four is strawberry which is a good hard-working traditional fuck it's a classic. I I want to make very clear. I don't think it's just missionary. There are frosting and some sprinkles or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think you can get two toys, three additional positions out of this Pop-Tart flavor. <laughs> it's not outstanding. But I also don't think you're ever, anyone has ever been asked, do you want a strawberry Pop-Tart? And they go, fuck no, I hate that. Mm. Like, it's a real high floor, low ceiling kind of situation. All right, Chris, you're number five. My number five, and th- th- this is my big feels, which I understand I do not need to stop for music for this, right? Because you basically don't no. edit weird choices anymore than you absolutely have to. My number five is Blueberry. Uh, blueberry is probably my favorite Pop-Tart, but this isn't about that. Uh, it- it's not about how it tastes. It's about the fact that Blueberry, uh, it does not fuck. It has no niche. It makes no impact. It's good, but I don't know. Like, we're trying to engage Pop-Tarts on a deeper level here. And it has, like, a nice tartness. It's nice that it's blue. That's a little bit different. But, like, being better than other Pop-Tarts is not really anything. A blueberry Pop-Tart is like um, it's like a person who's, like, really good at deep-throating. It's like, <laughs> okay. I mean, like, that's impressive. That's a skill. But at the same time, like, how much is that extra tiny bit of your throat worth? Like, compared to, like, give me somebody who's really, like, give me somebody who, like, wants to be slapped. Like, I don't know which Pop-Tart that is, but, like, that's something. Somebody who will, like, tell you to fuck off right to your face like during sex. That's what I want. I don't, like, if you, if I can have that, that is worth any amount of extra deep throat. I could, I could not give a fuck less. And in the same way... Just being a better Pop-Tart, like, fuck you, Blueberry Pop-Tart. You are my favorite, but get out of here. My number five is s'mores. It's too much. Mm. It is just too fucking much. It is the fuck that is, like, so full of sensory overload that it feels like you were on drugs, but maybe not in a good way. And, like, I'm obviously you fuck this (laughs) Pop-Tart. I want to make it very clear that you do fuck this Pop-Tart. But I also want to make it clear that this booty call 
is a nuclear option. You're like, <laughs> I want to be fucked up dial. <laughs> um, if the flavor was like less overwhelmingly sweet and had even some self-control with the sugar, I would reconsider this ranking. But as it stands, bull. yeah, s'mores is, that's too many. That's too many of the things. All right, Chris, your number six. My number six is strawberry. Um, I'm placing the, I think I have the same basic rationale as you, but it's just a little lower down the list. I like strawberry Pop-Tarts, but clearly they are the default Pop-Tart, uh, the, the classic Pop-Tart, and the played out Pop-Tart, I would say. You may not know that strawberry Pop-Tarts are uh, uh, supposedly one of the top selling like hurricane items, like Walmart sell out of strawberry Pop-Tarts along with like emergency supplies when there's a hurricane, because you would buy a pallet of strawberry Pop-Tarts. They're that Pop-Tart. And so to me, that is like, sure, they taste good, but are you even going to notice? Or is it just going to completely bounce off as like, yep, that's a Pop-Tart. Your brain feels no need to pay attention. Whereas if you get something that is different, if you get something that is specific, that you're going to pay attention to. This is not a Pop-Tart that can hold your attention. It's a conventionally attractive, conventional fuck. Nothing against that. I have no objection to just plain fucking. That's okay. But... It puts this Pop-Tart at a disadvantage. Number six, lemon creme. <laughs> Faux dom. Mm. I tasted this motherfucker and I was expecting the harsh bite of citrus. I was expecting to taste a lemon somewhere in here. This was a lacroix of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> this was a Pop-Tart that had once had a lemon described to it by someone who saw a picture of it once in childhood and then never again. <laughs> this thing was vanilla. Now, there was a hint of something that could perhaps charitably be described as citrusy somewhere in there, but barely. So, I this was not a bad Pop-Tart. I actually liked this Pop-Tart, but if someone is coming at me and promising tanginess and like lip puckering and this is what I get, Chris, I'm never going to this dungeon ever a fucking get. <laughs> Yeah, there was a picture of a spreader bar on the door, but you open it and it's just someone in leather holding one single fucking ostrich feather. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, Chris, number seven. Uh, okay, I, interestingly, basically the same rationale, different Pop-Tart. Um, I don't know how we failed to reach consensus on what each individual Pop-Tart would fuck like um, in its own specificity. But uh, for me, number seven is the Boston Creme Donut Pop-Tart. To me, this this is the biggest offender in utterly failing to capture what it is supposed to be. This is absolutely nothing like a Boston cream donut. The frosting is not like chocolate in any way, really. The filling is not custard-like. There's nothing about the pastry. It is just, I mean, I don't know what the fuck these things taste like, but Boston cream anything would not even be on the list if you had me guess based on a taste test. And that really makes me hate this Pop-Tart more than it deserves. Um, and so to me, as you were saying about the lemon creme uh, Pop-Tart, this is the person who just does not embody the, what they're putting out there. Like the sub who's not a sub, that is the Boston creme Pop-Tart. Or like somebody who wants to role play, but then they don't really want to role play. I, the level of disappointment, the level of like, you having told me this is going to be a thing and then it's not that thing, I'm totally at sea about what the fuck you want here is such a, such a disaster sexually. This is the worst Pop Tart fuck. We're in accord on this. This is also my number seven. 
Oh, okay. This fuck is a sham. <laughs> like, you are promised one thing, and then you are given another. I don't think it's their fault, though. I think they genuinely have no clue, like, what the hell they're doing. But this is, it's such a highly specific flavor. So this is someone posing within, like, a very specific community. So it could be kink, could be a lot of things. Whatever it is, they have claimed, oh, I'm I'm deep into this thing. Mm. Like, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. But this fucking Pop-Tart has no goddamn clue. This Pop-Tart <laughs> is lying about their qualifications to be a balloon fetishist, and I do not appreciate it. <laughs> and I have to say that I similarly was very cruel to the Boston Cream Donut because Boston Cream Donuts are the best goddamn donuts. So delicious. And to fuck that up is like, this is a crime. And I'm very upset. I mean, if I if it had been like a maple bar, maybe I would have been more okay with it. Maybe I would have accepted this, you know, with less protest. But as it is, no fucking way. I feel good about the fact that we landed on the same number seven. I'm glad that I really hated this Pop-Tart. It should have been my big feel because I really was angry about that Pop-Tart. It's the only one that really got a big emotional reaction out of me. So thank you for validating me. I will say, though, cold, acceptable. Not good, but acceptable. Put it in the freezer. It was a Pop-Tart that I could live with eating. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. If you turn the lights off, it's okay. You can still fuck this (laughs) Pop-Tart. Okay, Chris, you're number three, a Pop-Tart that you might willingly fuck. Number three for me is s'mores. Uh, And I don't disagree with you, Bob. I don't like that s'mores fucks, but it does. This is like, you don't feel good about it. This is, this, this is, this Pop-Tart is young. This Pop-Tart goes for it. It has a lot going on. Oh, no. Um, it's, I, and like not creepy young, but like lots of like doesn't know anything, lots of energy, like just that vibe. And it, the thing is, it's too much, but it, that is something. Being too much is something. It's as you say. And I think it is doable. Like it's not wild berry. It's not, you know, like s'mores eats ass, but it doesn't exclusively eat ass like wild berry. You're going to, you can, you can make this work. <laughs> there is some substance here, but it's just, it's too, way too much. As you were saying, you're of course you're gonna fuck this pop tart, <laughs> but it's but it's but it's not it's not good. It's not right. It's just but you got it. <laughs> it does fuck. It just it just does fuck. All right, my number three is blueberry. It's a low key hipster fuck. Mm. So because I mean yes, I do I do want to fuck somebody who has thoughts about which gin they're drinking, and I would love it if they had some personal erotic sensibilities, and I think blueberry does. But I think it's also a person who has, like, two kinks. They aren't crazy kinks. Uh, This is a person who's like, oh, I'm super into breath play. And you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) I think they have, like, two specific kinks. And they are moderately into them. But I think they are sufficiently into them that they do. They've invested. They're like, oh, I like floggers. Then they're like, okay, they have some nice floggers. That's Blueberry has not shown up unprepared. Mm. All right, Chris, you're number two. Uh, my number two, maybe our biggest difference here, lemon cram. All right. Wow me. I think that the, here's the thing. The flavor is good on the, on the most basic level. Like if I could get a Pop-Tart that really tastes the way this Pop-Tart almost tastes, that would be great. 
but uh, it's so frustrating because like the frosting's good, the the basic taste is good. The only thing is this creme shit. There is no there is no depth at all to this flavor. There's something else going on with the filling, and so it's like you get you get a moment of like the pop tart that could have been, and then you get cram. And yet it's something. It at least makes me want to eat a lemon Danish. It, but it's not that. It's like lemon tea or something like that. It's it's pretty good. I, I'm ranking it high. I'm ranking it second best, just because like what's below it s'mores. I don't really want a s'mores pop tart. I'll eat it, but I don't want it. But I want the Pop-Tart that this Pop-Tart could have been and should have been, which is something. If you fuck somebody and it's like almost the fuck that you wanted, that's at least memorable. It's at least something. So number two. My number two is Cherry, the pink frosting, Mm. the aesthetic fuck. Oh, baby, you are not getting a fuck. You are getting a curated sensory beast. Because they cannot get it up for anything less. Now, this is difficult on you as a partner, I admit. They may well insist on fucking at the magic hour. They may have destination fucks in mind. A specific beach. A specific waterfall. A specific hotel. A specific cabin. They are probably costume changes. There's probably a soundtrack. Both of them were probably the result of several rounds of email exchanges over the course of several days. (laughs) Chris... You don't just fuck a cherry Pop-Tart. You experience a cherry Pop-Tart. Wow. All right. This is it. You're number one. The Pop-Tart that you are so ready to fucking wreck. Number one. Brown sugar Pop-Tart. Oh, my God. Yes. I know. Same. Okay. Tell me your fucking brown sugar Pop-Tart feeling. All right. And feel free to jump in here. You know what? We can double team this Pop-Tart. It's fine with me. This is like if the strawberry is... Like the simple default Pop-Tart, brown sugar is like the most raw Pop-Tart. It's just like, I mean, like it even has a consistency. It has like, it feels like something in your mouth other than just Pop-Tart. I think the courage to just taste like sugar, like that is that is the thing that Pop-Tarts can do. Like, stop. <laughs> Listen, Pop-Tart, stop trying to be something you're not. You got you to gotta quit it with this creme shit. I want a Pop-Tart that tastes like sugar. And that's what this is. I can get into the... Like the pink cherry Pop-Tart, I appreciate that that's cute. It's aesthetic. It's different. But a brown fucking Pop-Tart, just like, I, this doesn't even need to look appetizing. It's not even trying to. It's like, you don't, you're, you're not here to look at this Pop-Tart. You're here to fucking eat this Pop-Tart and or fuck this Pop-Tart. It, and, and I do. It works. I, I mean, this is the fuck that works on such a visceral level that there's no question even of like aesthetics or like, what is the situation? This is the opposite of what you were talking about with cherry. It's like, this could be anywhere. We could be doing anything. But the level of pure fuck energy that I'm getting you from you right now is inescapable. So, yes, that is my number one. All right. My number one is also brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And I have big feels. It's a cozy fuck. It's a cozy fuck. This Pop-Tart is not here. It's not, did not show up to like blow your mind. It doesn't, it didn't show up with a toy. It's not doing anything. It's like, no, this Pop-Tart just wants to be there for you. This Pop-Tart is the lazy morning fuck of Pop-Tarts. Wow. No one is trying to impress anyone. This is slow and unfussy. And like, no, I, it, maybe it's not the orgasm that you leave the Yelp review about. But fuck, is there anything better than that? 
There really isn't. At first, I was going to say, like, we have such different takes on this. But do we, though? <laughs> I mean, like, when you when you talk about, like, a morning fuck, that's not an unsexy fuck. That's just like, you know, I'm so fucking hot for you that even though your hair is all on the left side, I still want it. At this hour in the morning, it's just right. Chris, we did it. We fucked a bunch <laughs> of Pop-Tarts. We bought so goddamn many Pop-Tarts to do this. We did Pop-Tart research. We learned about the Pop-Tart fucking reviews. That <laughs> highly suspect, some of them. Um, there was one that was very charming that was somebody who was like, you know, I'm 54 years old and I never thought I'd like a Pop-Tart, but I do. <laughs> and I was like, that is the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard. I do. I have to, for the benefit of our listeners who are not going to do their own independent Pop-Tart research, I have to read this Pop-Tart review, which I already shared with you, Bob. This is a review of cherry Pop-Tarts, but works equally well as just like a perennial review of what life is. And here it is. This is this review is from Butch. This review is by Butch from Arkansas. Oh, fuck. Butch. And he gives two stars to uh, cherry Pop-Tarts. And he says, it seems to me that the crust is getting wider and the filling is getting less. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry I didn't bring a beret for this. That's so... I... You know what? I didn't used to drink black coffee before <laughs> this, but I drink black coffee now that I've heard this. It's definitely poetic. To me, that is almost like cowboy poetic. It's like, you know... Some days the bar eats you, and then the other cowboy's like, yes. you're damn right. It seems to me the crust is getting wider and the filling is getting less. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Do you have anything that you want to unpack amongst these Pop-Tarts? I mean, there's foil everywhere. <laughs> these boxes are overturned. I have a process question for you. Why did we buy Pop-Tarts thinking that by eating them, we would discover what they fuck like? I mean, I did. I don't know what the fuck your process was. <laughs> I I don't now. I mean, I bought some Pop-Tarts for this. And my experience was I put in the Boston cream Pop-Tarts into the toaster and I toasted them and I ate one. And I felt acutely aware of the fact that I was 100% as ignorant as ever about what a Boston cream <laughs> Pop-Tart would fuck like. <laughs> this, this achieved nothing. I might as well have just looked at the box. I mean, I suppose that would have been perfectly valid uh, because it's not like, you know, for for the one about utensils, I had never, you know, used an ice cream fork before. Mm. And yet I had feelings about it. So perhaps, you know, perhaps our research was in vain. Chris, maybe we just wanted to try these fucked up Pop-Tarts. I think that's a part of it. Here's here's something. I think that the overall vibe of Pop-Tarts is more like more what I'm interested in here than the individual flavors of Pop-Tarts because, I mean, they're different if you calibrate yourself to like a Pop-Tart baseline and then you kind of like, how is this Pop-Tart relative to this other Pop-Tart? But relative to any other food on earth, there is virtually no difference among different Pop-Tarts. It's (laughs) when you eat one though, you're looking for that vibe. Like Pop-Tarts are so anachronistically bad like you you couldn't launch pop tarts today if you if you created a food that that tastes like 
what the crust of a Pop-Tart tastes like, but people weren't nostalgic, like, ooh, Pop-Tarts, then they would spit it out of their mouth. Like, there's <laughs> – it's it's purely that it's, like, it's a part of popular culture. You expect what a Pop-Tart tastes like. And I think that there is a there's room for that in your sexuality. There are those things where it's, like, this is bad for me and bad, but I sometimes it just has to be that. And you can't really – you yeah. can't really figure out, like, why, but – it's just a matter of history. It's just a matter of like who you are. I mean, I grew up in America. Of course, I love to eat awful Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely stuff that you go, it's, I, I shouldn't. It's not the best idea, but fuck. I mean, it's. I know exactly what it's going to taste like, and it's going to be exactly like that. And so you do it anyway. But yeah, I... At the end of this, I still like Pop Tarts even because I'm a trashy American and I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the um, this is the uh, the supersize me effect where you watch the documentary about how awful McDonald's food is and you're like, God damn, that is a real social problem. But also, I'm gonna go directly to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I didn't. I'll tell you what, I did not walk away from this experience going. You know, if I ever want a breakfast pastry, I think I'm going to go for a toaster strudel. Get the fuck out of here, toaster strudel. Who the fuck are you trying to impress with your little frosting packet? You think that letting me, like, bukkake your fucking breakfast pastry is going to make me accept it? No, no. I want my foily trash, please. Yes. One of the trivia tidbits that I learned about Pop-Tarts is that the reason they're packaged the way they are is just like pure cost cutting. Like it, you put two in the same foil and so it's a little bit cheaper to package them. And that is such an iconic, like that's such a part of the of the Pop-Tarts experience. And it is about nothing other than the fact that this is the cheapest possible product, but it just, it becomes something you affirmatively want. I don't want one fucking Pop-Tart. Oh God, no. There's two holes in the fucking toaster. Exactly. Am I like I already paid for this what, toaster? What am I? I'm, I'm, well, I'm not trying to throw yeah. money away here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, both holes are going to be heated. It would be wasteful <laughs> if I didn't have two pop tarts. <laughs> it's very irresponsible. I'm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out because I am an adult now. I'm going to buy a harvest strawberry pop tart package. It's it it oh, has yes? some green coloration on it. It's not made with high fructose corn syrup. It's just made with regular corn syrup. It's also non-GMO for whatever that's worth. Non-GMO. I mean, you couldn't make really a healthier choice for yourself or the environment than a harvest strawberry <laughs> Pop-Tart. I'm going to bring it home and I'm going to I'm gonna undo the little foil wrapper, uh, throw it directly in the garbage. Then I'm going to put these Pop-Tarts in both holes of my toaster so as not to waste energy. Yes. And then I'll heat them up and then I will... Um, consume them or possibly compost them like i don't know <laughs> you know i think it's very telling that the pop tarts people have only made one stab <laughs> at the organic movement <laughs> and that is all would, you, you know like, what i would buy i would buy harvest s'mores <laughs> <laughs> look at these free-range pretzel pop tarts well, every single one of these fucking salted caramel pretzel Pop-Tarts was hand-raised. 
it it had one square foot of freedom <laughs> at least to grow up in. Be like, oh, you know what? You're right. You've taken care of these fucking pop tarts until you brought them to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> I would love to see like the the cover image of just like a pretzel lying in the grass. Just so you know, <laughs> these pretzels had a happy life. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. You know, Chris, we've done something very special here today. I'm glad we did this. I am too. This was, this was really something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Do you want to plug anything? I don't, this is not going to come out for a while, but I mean, what you're doing will already be out on the feed, but maybe by then. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, Who the fuck knows what I'm going to be doing podcast wise by this time. Listeners, probably, probably you, dear listener, have a better sense of what I am doing now, if anything, than I do, because whatever it is will probably be on the hard choices feed. So I'm in kind of a state of prospective existential ignorance. I have no idea where my life is going, but I'm speaking to a future that does know where I'm at and who I am now. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You and the fucking strawberry harvest <laughs> Pop-Tart. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, you, you, the listener, tell me, who am I? And if you know, please comment <laughs> on this episode of Weird Choices. Thank you, Chris. It's been a delight. Uh, listeners, I hope that this has made you, I don't know, more excited to walk down the Pop-Tart aisle, more afraid to walk down the Pop-Tart aisle, lest you get an inconvenient boner and have to explain some things <laughs> to the people stocking the shelves. I don't know. I just, I hope... I hope that this has left you with some Pop-Tarty feelings that you didn't know you were capable of. And also, can we just say, from the fucking bottom of our hearts, don't try the Boston (laughs) Creme Donut Pop-Tart. Yes, that is very important. (laughs) All right, bye! This has been an episode of Weird Choices, a patrons-only side series from the Hard Choices podcast. Search for Hard Choices on your favorite podcatcher, go to hardchoices.libsyn.com to check out the public feed, or go to patreon.com slash hardchoices to subscribe to the show for early episode access, outtakes, hours of patrons-only bonus content, and much more. If you liked the feel of this episode, you might enjoy my previous Weird Choices episode about punctuation, possibly uh, the Clue episode of Hard Choices about the classic board game, um, the 1980s Cartoon Icons episode, that I recorded with the Hard Choices crew at Rose City Comic Con, uh, or for some reason, the Nick Cage episode of Hard Choices comes to mind. This episode's music, used under a Creative Commons license, is Gloria by Pearls of Joy, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash pearls of joy. Um, what else? Happy Valentine's Day. And I guess I should say the catchphrase because Megan Bob was kind enough to let me release this episode on my feed. Stay hard. <laughs>